Our reading this morning is from John chapter 11, the death of Lazarus. Now a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same when who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is ill. When he heard this, Jesus said, this illness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Those who walk in the daytime will not stumble, but they see by this world's light. It is when people walk at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he's asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, 
noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Jesus reached the place, sorry, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth round his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. I want you to imagine that it's the end of the first century, towards the end of the first century, and you're walking around in the suburbs of Jerusalem, and you're on your way to Bethany, to a house there. And you knock on the door, and an old woman comes to the door. And it's Martha. Hello. I was just peeling potatoes. Come in. It's only me now. Um, they're both gone. Lazarus only died a couple of years ago. No, no, don't look surprised. He did, he did die again. It must be, uh, must be nearly 50 years since the one you're thinking of. Sit down. John will be joining us for dinner. It's just like the old days when they all used to come. I'd be running off my feet making cups of tea for everybody. And there'd be Mary, just sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to every word. I'd have a go at her sometimes, but I loved it, really. And Lazarus and Jesus, you should have seen them together. They got on like a house on fire. They'd be deep in conversation, 
And they'd laugh. You know, Lazarus came alive when Jesus was there. Mary and I were always protective over his health. He was always a bit fragile. But this illness, it wasn't like the others. This was serious. We sent for Jesus straight away. We knew he'd come. It, it would take the messenger a day to get there, Jesus a day to get back, but, but we knew he'd get there. We knew he'd come and, and he'd heal him. He didn't come. We trusted him. He didn't come. Mary and I, we watched our young brother die. We were beside ourselves. We were, we were heartbroken. And when somebody dies here, you have to act fast. The body decays, putrefies in no time in this heat. I organized the embalming. I organized everything in those days. Mary anointed him with oils, and it was a kind of spiritual act to her, an act of love. And I gently wrapped the bandages around him from head to foot. We said our goodbyes. We placed him in the burial chamber. Friends came from Jerusalem. We had a lot of friends in Jerusalem. They came to mourn with us. And all Mary and I could say was, if only. It's what you feel after the death of a loved one, don't you? Regret, guilt, somebody to blame, if only. Jesus could have saved him. Well, it was definitely too late when he did turn up. It was four days. We'd held on to this stupid hope that it was a superstition, that, that you can revive a body up to three days. We knew it was stupid, but you hang on to every lost hope, don't you? Four days, no way. I, I ran out to meet Jesus on the road. It was far too late to save Lazarus, but but it was reassuring to have him there. I said to him, I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. His, his first words, there weren't, weren't much help really. He said, you know your brother will rise again. That's not the point. I know that on the last day he'll rise again, but he's dead now. And that's real, and that hurts. And he said other things that I didn't really understand at the time. I, I think I get them now, so I'll come back to that later. I went for Mary. She said the same. If only you'd been here, you wouldn't have died. She was crying. Jesus was crying too. Deep grief to his friend whom he loved so much. And grief for our grief too. You know, he's the most human person I've ever known. We took him to the tomb, tears still coursing down his cheeks. He was hurting, just like us. And all the mourners, and there were plenty of them, had followed Mary from the house. Some of them were muttering, that, you know, this healer, he could have healed him. Why didn't he? 
Jesus' demeanor changed. He stood up tall. He took control. He said, take away the stone. I was horrified. Four days. The body will be decomposed. The smell. And he turned to me and he said, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Then he prayed aloud so all the people would hear him. And then they took away the stone. In a loud voice he said, Lazarus, come out. And he did. Lazarus walked out of the tomb. In a quiet voice he said, take off the grave's clothes, let him go. We took him home. No longer the focus of our grief, no longer a spectacle for an incredulous crowd. Just our brother, alive, new. We peeled away the rotting bandages, we bathed him, and we just gave thanks together for the miracle of life. John and I have talked often about the details of that day. He's writing it up in his book about Jesus. And, and I asked him if he knows why Jesus waited so long. Why didn't he just come when we called and, 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 and save all that grief? And John tells me that the disciples were puzzled too at the time. And he said some strange things, Jesus. He said, this is for God's glory. And our friend has fallen asleep and I'm going to wake him up. It seems that Jesus had the bigger picture. He knew that Lazarus had died. And, and he said he was glad he wasn't there. Because... This would help his friends believe. And he actually stayed in that place for a couple of days before he set off. And John explained to me then that it had to be this way. It had to be a, a big public event before witnesses. Because it had to become a sign. Our, our family is well known in Jerusalem and it's true crowds have came, came to mourn with us. And you know, that day, so many of those people put their trust, they put their faith in Jesus. They started to follow him. Because he was a leader, a teacher, but more powerful than death itself. This was God working. John spent his lifetime just sifting through the evidence by selecting amazing things from the many, many amazing things that Jesus did. Just like, like, like a lawyer putting together the evidence to, to prove his case. And his case was that Jesus was God Almighty, the creator. Become human. That's what his book is all about. And, and I think I get that now. I think I sort of got it then when I said to Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. 
I didn't know he could do what he did then. And, and John told me that Jesus talked about the life, the light that he'd come to shine on the world to illuminate the truth. That signs had to be created while the sun was still shining. What he meant was while he was still alive. And he hadn't long because this event precipitated his death. It's one of the things. So Jesus had to take the opportunities while they arose. And reluctantly, this one, which was very painful to him, it was the biggest one of all, because it pointed to his own death and resurrection. So, so I asked John, why, if this was so significant, why did the others not write about it? And he reminded me that Matthew and Luke got most of their evidence from Mark. And he was basing his on, on the material that Peter used for his sermons. He said, Peter probably wouldn't have preached publicly about something so personal, not while Lazarus was still alive. So, yeah, makes sense. So John tells me, I'm an old man now. Can't remember where I put my slippers, but I remember every detail of that day. And yeah, I do too. And so he's saying, I've got to write it down now before it's too late. And John said, those words he said to you, Martha, that day, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Those words were meant to be heard by the whole world. So John selected those signs so everybody who hears about them might believe that Jesus is the Christ and believing have life in his name. I miss them, Mary and Lazarus, but I know now that death does not have the final say. I'll die soon, I'll fall asleep, and I'll be woken, just like my brother, by the voice of Jesus, my friend, calling me by name. I'm glad you called. It's important to talk about this.